name is Sade Goins. And I'm Caitlin Crutcher. And this is Let's, Let's Get, Get Real. Real. So today we'll be touching on the influential Me Too movement, rape culture, and the stereotypes that are associated with sexual assault. So first, I feel like to get the conversation going, we want to say, what is sexual assault? So according to the United States Department of Justice, sexual assault is any type of sexual conduct or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient. However, the legal definition varies depending on what state you're in and can be different depending on where you were when the assault happened. So there are a couple of assaults that can happen. There are penetration crimes, which is of a body part by another body part or of a body part by an object, contact with genitalia, breast, buttocks, or any other intimate body parts that you may have. And that doesn't just include rape, but unwanted, like, grabbing of any kind or clothes lifting and creating a hostile environment um, for anyone involved. So, where should you go and what should you do if you feel as though you have been sexually harassed or assaulted? And I kind of want to just talk about a couple of these things or places that you can go because I feel like sometimes they're either you don't know or you don't feel as comfortable going to, which kind of digresses or segues into our next conversation about Me Too. So the first place, Caitlin, where do you think the first place you can go to report sexual assault would be? Or where would you go? What would be your first place? So my first instinct would be to call 911. Um, so the police, obviously. Um, and then from there, though, I think that you, if you don't feel, because, like, a lot of people actually don't feel comfortable going to the police as a Mm. first starting point, um, which is, like, an unfortunate thing. However, there's actually a lot of other options for people in the world. I agree. And on our campus, um, as well for people to get in contact with. So the first one is SAPA, the Sexual Aggression Peer Advocates Program we have on CMU's campus. Um, and you can actually call them like at 999-774-2255. Um, or you can like talk with them online. You can all check that out of the CMU website. Um, and then also on our campus, or at least like our area, oh, there's a listening ear. Um, crisis center, which I believe you worked mm-hmm. at for a while before too, right? Yeah, I did. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Okay, I wouldn't. I did. Right. No, I really enjoyed it. That's a, another conversation. But listening ear is not only a crisis like hotline, but it's also a home to a variety of um, beautiful people who either live in like group homes or they have like their own home. And then I did um, caretaking for a while. So people who basically listening ear is like a home for help. In all situations. So so definitely a place to check out. Um, and then also like the National Sexual Assault Hotline, mm-hmm. um, which is 800-656-4673. Um, you can give them a call and that's on a national level, not just on CMU's campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that you can use anywhere you go within the states. And one other thing that I think that people can, well, I guess it depends on how you feel, you know, as a college student and what makes you comfortable. But I also think that's what RAs are for. Um, and like your hall, what are they called? The directors? Residence hall directors. The yeah. residence hall directors, because they also RHDs. can point you into the right direction um, and can help you find places to find help or help figure out like what to do in your case or your situation yeah and a lot of um like ras inclusion assistants rhds things of that nature 
Um, and some professor, professors are even um, mandatory reporters. And so what that means, um, you'll find them typically in like your English classes or like any like course related to writing specifically, um, which is where a lot of students kind of like pour parts of themselves into, um, including topics such as these. And with mandatory reporters, they actually are required to speak up and say something. Um, and I believe you can remain anonymous, but it is like on their behalf, like they have to speak up. Um, so if you feel like, comfortable enough to post something in your writing um a professor or your RA or anything like that will also be out there to be with you through that whole process as well so and then like the police that, that's mm. usually where um where it ends um and i i did outline so we talked about a little bit earlier what sexual assault was and i just wanted to outline that because i feel like sometimes people kind of don't think sexual assault is what it can be like it's not just rape or um, yeah, sexual assault it's it's any anything unwanted by anyone especially i know and at my job we had to go through like this training um and really it's always everywhere at central we went through training um or i think a simulation or something as a freshman um but sexual assault and sexual harassment can be a lot of things it can be a variety of things that just simply make you feel uncomfortable it can be like physical touch that you're that's unwanted, mm-hmm. you know, and it's and like it can't be literally grabbing just, you by the waist like and you don't want them to be touching you. It's like harass. It's literally just harassment at the um very like essential like core to it. It's a form of harassment. It's unwanted um, attention that makes you feel uncomfortable or unsafe or any other just unwanted feeling. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that's kind of like where people don't really understand that. And I think that's why um, a lot of people, I think, don't really speak up and they don't recognize um, a lot of the things that they may be doing or like may have experienced where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I didn't really do anything. I just like was like we were just like like I was just holding her or like I was just touching on her. Da, da. Like it's like, well, did you ask for consent? If you, <laughs> No means no. You know, yeah, um, my mom that happened to my mom when she was in high school at her um, at her first job. I think she worked at like Burger King or McDonald's or something, and her manager her manager used to sexually harass her. And then she's like, "Yeah, I can't work here anymore." Mm-hmm. I don't remember what steps she took. It was a long time ago, but it, it definitely happens, and it's more common than not. And um, and I want to note as well that like sexual assault doesn't or harassment doesn't always mean physical as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can be it definitely can be verbally verbal. as well. It definitely and, can be verbal. Yeah, and for some people, like verbal assault is just not if not more it kind of sticks with you a little more mm-hmm. so than um a physical assault can depending on like the situation and everything like that and the person and the person exactly and like and it's really prevalent as well um where if it's like in a workplace where you know you're just like someone says something like you would think just like really slick comments that people say. Yeah, people definitely make slick comments. And it, oh my God, I used to work at, um, I used to work at a golf course <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I don't know then. I guess I don't know if it was or not. I didn't really pay any mind to it, but it's like the girl. So I used to be like a Bev card girl and I would drive around and like serve people alcohol and, food, you know, drunk old guys with alcohol and food or whatever and nine times out of ten the drunker they get the crazier their comments get and it's just kind of like expected in the in the field they're like oh well you have to uh 
have smart comebacks or something or be uh be a little what's the word be I'm a little flirty for? with him yeah, a little I'm sassy like, no I don't no. like I don't no. want to <laughs> I was like you know yeah. I really just want to get my tips and yep. Yep. keep that it going was, that's I think um I think for many people in the food service industry they Dog, like you can people. kind of I was a waitress for a good minute I love my job but I Oof. I encountered imagine working very, at Hooters Hooters in itself needs to be dis- <laughs> just destroyed. But anyways, um, so apparently millennials are just killing Hooters anyway, so it's fine. Really? Um, yeah, apparently millennials don't like boobs anymore. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's what the news says. I don't know, y'all. I just read the news. Um, so, but anyways, like with food service, a lot of times people will say like, oh, you need to flirt with your customers to get better tips. And you need to like let them flirt with you. Let them to say like off the wall stuff because you get better tips. And like the days where I like I made the more of the days that like I flirted with the single men working and like not working, but, like the single guys that were like coming into my restaurant and like just getting dinner with their homies and I was just like what's up y'all I would smile more and they would say like all right they're all like oh we got the cute waitress this time that like they would just say like all types of stuff and it not necessarily like it wasn't at any point like making me feel uncomfortable but at the same time it's like culture though it was a culture, culture of, of it. um and I think that's kind of like we need to tie back to this whole thing as well we kind of got a little digressed here but I think that um a main point as far as um, a lot of teams with like sexual assault and um, harassment and just things like as far as like womanhood goes, mm-hmm. a lot of the times women are viewed um, for like single purposes. And yes, um, a lot of the times women are sexualized at a young age and that sexualization of women is carried throughout our society. When you see it with waitresses where like you wear the red lipstick to work, like get better tips or... Mm-hmm. You wear the low-cut shirt at an interview to, like, get the job. Like, things of that nature. And because women are being so sexualized, and it's really just—and I think that's changing the way that not only women see themselves, but how other people view women in that they think that it's okay to do um, these types of things um, against a woman's consent because, oh, that's what you're, like, here for. You're like mm-hmm. you're like made for this essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just like a tool for me to utilize, and that's just not what it is. You know, pe- women are not sex objects. Women are human beings. Yeah, I hate when I know I used to, and they used to say it on like TV shows and movies and stuff too. When you see like people, if you ever watched Law and Order or something like that, um, and one of the excuses is always she was asking for it, and I think oh that's ridiculous. Like especially based on oh we did um. A show last year uh, for all you Central students called Message to My Sisters. And there was a young lady who played a rape victim. And her whole story was kind of about, like, just because I wear what I want to wear doesn't make it any more okay for you to take advantage of me or do whatever you feel like you want to do because I wore a skirt and a low-cut shirt to a party, you know? Exactly. And my shoulders don't matter. Your, what you wear does not give your consent. You know, the length of your skirt, the low cut of your V-neck. The height of your heels. The height of your heels, whether the shoulders are out or not. No means no. Because I like to wear my back out, okay? I don't. (laughs) I got a tattoo. I'd be showing it off. I don't put my back out there. (laughs) I like wear a V-neck because I I know what I got. I don't really wear a V-neck. But like, anyways, aside the point. You got to rock what you got. (laughs) Okay. But yes, but like no matter what you wear, that does not necessarily mean that you at know, all. 
that what you wear does not dictate your consent. And so, it doesn't make you any less wrong for trying to take advantage of somebody. Like, or not you, but, like, it doesn't make the man, like, any less wrong for oh, trying so to take oh, advantage yeah. of you. Yeah, no. So what you... For the on the okay from the like opposite side, you can't side. place okay. the blame on you clothes, can't. Yeah, no, basically. you can't blame all oh, the them shoulders. They just they told me they were yes. Calling to me. Sorry, so guys. with like all this talk of like sexual assault and everything like that, we should probably discuss what's going on yes. in the U.S. with it. And I guess that's kind of where we move on to the Me Too movement Me going too. on. Uh, yes, what you the, Me <laughs> um, the Me Too movement. Um, so the Me Too movement, for anybody who is not sure or does not know, is a movement against sexual harassment and sexual assault that spread virally in October 2017 um, as a hashtag on social media. When you go through something as traumatic as sexual violence, there's a way that you close up. Your protection, the way you protect yourself, it's like you're shrouded in shame. And the disclosure... Not just disclosure, but then the subsequent having somebody else connect with you and say, you're not alone in that. It just frees you. It frees you from the shame. You don't have to give the details because the details really don't matter. If somebody is bold and stands up and tells their story and you're not ready to do that and that's not where you are in your journey, to just simply say, me too, is powerful, but it's soft. Me too can be a conversation starter or it can be the whole conversation. And the goal was to demonstrate widespread prevalence of sexual assault and harassment, but it's actually been an active move- movement for over a decade, um, which actually was created by a woman named Tarana Burke, who's an activist and advocate for young women of color. Side note, actually, Tarana Burke was here not too long ago. Really? On our campus, yeah. I. That's I, crazy, for real? Mm-hmm. For what? She did, like... A speaker series. Oh. Yeah, and she came and gave a whole presentation and talked about, like, the movement and everything. Wow. I think it was put on through program board. Shout out program board. Um, yeah, they put that on. I was, like, at the beginning of the school year. I couldn't go. I had a class at the time. But um, from what I heard about it, it was very impactful. So if you got to go, um, hope you enjoyed it. So. Yeah. So she actually started Me Too in 2006 when she created a nonprofit called Just Be incorporated to help young women of color as well and so I was doing a little research and it actually turns out that she originally started it for women of color um, but then it expanded to talk about and support sexual assault survivors overall which I think is really cool it started as something which was great Mm -hmm. and empowering and then it expanded into something even even bigger yeah Yeah. even more empowering for like more people yes definitely I think with the Me Too movement I think that um, I think it's really great that it started out as like um something for women of color to to I guess like identify with and to mm-hmm. have like as a piece of solidarity but I think that it's great that it's expanded to so many facets um as far as like now it's like um not just women of color but it's like all women all men all people um really can be affected by this mm-hmm. um I think that's something else that we should talk about too because yes that uh, um women do get um assaulted at a higher rate but men also get assaulted yes. you know that is very true. That is very true. And I think sometimes even I don't mm, I don't want to put like a, a bar on it or like, oh, who was hurt more? But I think it's even it's really hard for men to come talk about it because they have like that whole ego in play and like their manhood. And I don't know if it's an ego. I think it's toxic masculinity. Masculinity. That's a great word. I think it's masculinity. masculinity. Yes. And I think that it's um, hard. That's definitely because they barely, you know, men already have an issue society wise in terms of being told not yeah. to express, you know, their yeah. emotions and their feelings. And then yeah. a lot of times men are. At least in our patriarchy of society, fire up. Um, 
a lot of the time men are just expected to not show their emotions or expected mm-hmm. to, man you up. know, yeah, man up about things like that. But, you know, in situations like this and events like this, there is no manning up. Yeah, that's it's a very traumatic. That's there. That's not a thing. Traumatic. And I think for that reason and a lot of times as well, um, if something like this were to happen to a male, then it's like you're seen as weaker than because you let this happen to you. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, the narrative changes, too. And it's, like, actually... Not changes, but I think it's also consistent with women where it's like, you know, it if a man ha- like, like if, it, if it happens to a man, then it's like, oh, how did you let this happen to you? Right. And that same narrative applies for women. How did you let this happen to you? It so takes like, them away from like, they're no longer the victim. They're the root of the problem. Yes. And I think that's really present with um, both men and women and just any person of all shapes and sizes. And I think that's, um, I guess, why the Me Too movement is so powerful, because it's there is no gender attached to it. Mm-hmm. There is no, like, identity really attached to it except for, like, the individual, um, which I think is really powerful in it, in my opinion. Um, I agree. So. I definitely yeah. agree. I know you kind of wanted to talk about There was something else, uh, that something that came in the news oh my goodness. not too long ago. This happened this week. Him too. This happened literally this week. So I'm going to tell you about this. So, because I saw it, I was... He did when I saw y'all know this. y'all don't want to see Caitlyn when she get pissed off now. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. What? I'm, I'm just not. joking. I'm just I have joking. a level head. I don't She's get, very sweet. Guys. I don't. She wouldn't even hurt a fly. Well, maybe. No, I smash yeah, a fly. I, I killed a gnat earlier today. Um, <laughs> I had to kill a spider earlier. Not your today. dog though. She loves. Oh my dogs. gosh. She loves Could we have an dog. episode talking about dogs? <laughs> I will literally. Sorry guys, we um, we like to digress. Sometimes. Anyways, anyways, so um. But the him too movement. So this is a hashtag that um <laughs> oh how do I begin this? So basically, um, I'll just tell you what happened when I saw it. So I woke up one fine Monday morning <laughs> and I checked Twitter as I need millennial does, and I saw that the him too movement, it was just him too was trending. And I was like, What do you mean him too? I was like, I thought we already had Me Too. I thought that kind of included him as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to click on it. I was like, okay, what are they talking about? Um, turns out they're not talking anything really all that great. So basically what happened was it came about because this um, woman, she um, essentially was defending her son, Ooh. essentially, uh, but not really like defending him. It was kind of like a preemptive defense. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so the tweet read, um, this is my son. Uh, he graduated. It's like a photo of her son as well in the tweet. Um, she said, this is my son, in all caps. Um, he graduated number one in boot camp. He was awarded with the USO Award. Don't know what that is. He was number one in A school. Don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman who respects women. He won't go on solo dates due to the current climate of false sexual accusations by radical feminists with an axe to grind. I vote hashtag him too. What? Yes. So that's what not I- feminist trying to uh, take your son off the game. Yes. Just because. So, and I think that it's kind of like came about due to Kavanaugh, which we talked about in uh-huh. um, a previous discussion. And so essentially it came about basically, and there's this whole video. I was really trying to find it. Um, I deleted Twitter, by the way. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> trying to be more productive, I guess. Um but it was a video on Twitter going around, and it was just made by apparently like a group of Christian moms who were um, defending their sons, and like it was like this whole thing, and it was like these are our sons, like we raised them. Were we they implement- accused? That's the thing. I'm getting to it. So oh. like it's like um, we ra- that's like what this video is like. We raised them. We instill all these great things, and like 
Um, you teach them about integrity and honesty and you raise them to be such great individuals. They go on with their careers and you're so proud. And then all of a sudden their life can be changed and ruined in a matter of moments by one person. And you're all like, what do you, I'm like, what do you mean? Like what happened? It's like, I thought it was like a drunk driving commercial, honestly, Mm. at first I was like, well, I'm like, yeah, drunk driving's bad. Like what happened? And then it was all like, um, and then they had Kavanaugh's face on there, and I was oh, like, oh, wow. here we go. Um, and basically, it was just saying that um, it's a man's life can be forever changed because of a false accusation from a woman. Wait, and so they weren't actually accused? No. They just made a... They just made a whole video just, like, saying, basically like, Basically a Kavanaugh-supporting video. Yes, yes, essentially. And with the him too thing, though, um, I think that kind of... It just ties in there because it's kind of, like, in a similar vein as far as... There's an entire, like, climate going around. That's like All Lives Matter. Yes. It's like Black Lives Matter, but All Lives Matter, too. Like, Black Lives Matter doesn't mean All Lives Don't Matter. Exactly. Um, And with this, though, it's, like, a little different. It Um, is because it's kind of, like, blame placement. It's a similar contradictory, but it's different in that with the Me Too movement going on, it's essentially a solidarity movement for assault victims. Correct. Mm-hmm. And with the him to movement, it's saying that, um, well, I can't go on a date now because a woman's going to just lie and say that I got assaulted. Who is that protecting? Who is that? Like, who are you getting giving solidarity to in that fashion? If anything, mm-hmm. you are delegitimatizing the tragedies and the experiences of another person because your son was number one in a school. <laughs> so... And he's just such as like this upstanding citizen. I think that kind of ties back to the idea. Um, I don't remember we talked about it at some point or another. Um, just that I think I talked about it. A different like make, it just all goes back to making the the victim the perpetrator. Yes. And why is it that like the victim is the one to blame? You know, they let it happen to them and they just ruin someone else's life. Like, why is it that? And I think that's why the Me Too movement is so important is because like. The it focuses it gives power back to the survivors, mm-hmm. in that you survive this and you are not alone in this, and you are not to blame for the situation that occurred and like the experience that you had. Whereas him too is like putting all the blame on the victims of like how dare you speak up on something that like I did mm-hmm. like what do you mean like I can't go out because you're gonna lie about this and it's like, just Stupid. him too is just kind of like. It's not, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, me too? Nope, never mind. You're canceled. Yeah. <laughs> it just invalidates it in so many ways. And it's just, it's very frustrating. And I just. Especially because, and, you know, at first when I saw him too, I didn't, I thought it was going to be like, like men, a men version. But it's like, all of that is encompassed in me too. Exactly. So there's really nothing for you to protest no. here. And that's a thing too. Because like, um, false accusations, yeah, they're a thing, but just because you go out with someone doesn't mean that you're going to... It's like, it's making every woman and every date and every encounter a possible, like, bad interaction. You know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And then I just want to continue with the story just because I don't, I don't... Oh, yeah. I just want to continue with, like, the facts here. So, um, the son, though, 
that this mother was referring to. He uh-huh. didn't he didn't know that the mom tweeted about this. Oh. Um yeah, the mom just was like, him too. <laughs> and the son was all like, wait, no, he's and the son apparently is like this really oh, nice yeah, guy. Yeah, because you put a picture of him yeah, and everything. Yeah, a whole photo, yeah. And so That's what um, happens when you have Republican parents. And guys. you know, you talk sorry. about your parents just embarrassing you to a whole different <laughs> You thought like showing up with the whole weird little wacko fits and the Mitch Match socks to the like parent teacher conferences was bad damn just mm. anyways do. anyways um but yeah so the son is actually like a stand-up guy like legitimate decent person he's apparently he calls himself feminist he's been to the actual me too marches he's done like this wow. that, and the other yeah so and then the mom doesn't <laughs> do all this it was just like yikes um Dang. but then yeah but it ended up turning into a meme like people obviously like weren't really taking this seriously because they saw like this mom is just she doesn't get it yeah. um and so he probably was like, "What? Yeah." So they, I suggest everyone to look up the hashtag him too because you'll find some really great memes out here. If you need like a little, um, I need a laugh. Just need a little laugh here. I got one. I think it's kind of laugh funny. Society. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we got some guy Fury's out here. Um, I'm literally. Done. Yeah, he's on there, of course. Um, you got the Hulk is on here. The um, Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah. People just like we're just throwing out random sons that they just claimed um wow yeah they have like this one's kind of funny it's like this is my son it's a photo of the actual like sun and like the solar system um and he's like he graduated number one in the solar system he's a star who respects planets he won't go on solo orbits because his gravitational pull is so strong that one day he will explode i vote hashtag him too um what yeah so people just kind of ran with it as like a joke but i think what is that though it's like it's kind of funny like the him too, like the memes of I it mean, are kind of funny. Clever, I guess. It's kind of clever, like the it's combating it, but like yes, the over message that she was trying to send is just very, very wrong. I agree. I would say. I agree, but, but yeah, but yeah. So to reiterate, uh, just so you guys know, if you do feel as though you have been sexually harassed or assaulted, please definitely. Don't hesitate to go to SAPA, the Sexual Aggression Peer Advocates, National Se- call the National Sexual Assault Hotline, or Listening Ear. Yeah. And the police. Yeah. And I just want to, like, I just want to make... Don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just want to make a sound, like, a final, like, yeah. statement, and then I'm, like, really done. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just think that, like, just... If you are listening and you have been through these experiences and you were listening to us like laughing and joking about it, this we're not saying that this is something that's funny. Um, we understand that it does happen to people, um, but like the him too thing, you just so, things like this, you kind of have to find the light in because it doesn't even make sense, and you just have to realize that society is almost there, but not quite. It's we're working on it, and not quite though. Progress, Progress. slow but steady. We're making our way. But um, and talk about it. Yeah, or, well, I mean that so, like, can be hard. In, but in that, I think it's just the point. I guess I'm trying to make here is just that um, you're not alone mm-hmm. in that. You know, in your experiences, you're not alone. You're not the only one that's gone through something like this. And whether or not this experience happened to you last night or last year, or or you know someone that it happened or you to. know someone even too. Yeah, it's this is a serious issue and the best thing that you can do in situations like this is speak up and yes it's going to so be it challenging. doesn't happen to someone else yeah it's going to be a challenge and you may get some backlash for it but at the end of the day you speaking up is going to inspire someone else too and it's that inspiration in that kind of regard that pushes people to make changes 
Exactly. So. And you never know what your words can do for somebody else. Ever, ever. Yep. Well, all right, guys. It was great. And fun conversation. This, what? Fun conversation. Check out that <laughs> hashtag. I'm serious. Yeah. It's a good laugh. It's, yeah, but just keep in mind that there's no waste. You, Society, progress. It's just full of memes. Definitely. But it's, they're funny. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud to a couple Caitlin of them. Caitlin just likes memes. Okay, guys. look. No, look. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We call to make a list so, of things. Like, I like dogs. I like memes. I like food. Coffee. Like, coffee. Oh, my goodness. Anyways. Um, <laughs> all of so, it. this is Let's Get Real. I'm Sharday Goins. And I'm Caitlin Crutcher. And we'll see you next time. See ya.